Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we're back, Julie. Happy Memorial Day weekend. It is May yes. the 28th. Indeed, and a special shout out and appreciation and gratitude to all of our, the veterans who are listening. Indeed, and we do have a lot of active service duty and folks mm-hmm. from around the world that are listening. And how do we know that? Because when we saw this podcast starting to be listened to in lands far, far away, we did not understand really why, <laughs> if we're being honest. Indeed. Like, why are we picking up listeners in the Middle East? Why are we picking up listeners in, you know, Afghanistan? Guam, for example. And, and you're right. And mm-hmm. so what we started doing is that we had the epiphany one day, they must be military bases. And then we did indeed find out a map of where all the military bases were in the world, of which, Julie, there are mm-hmm. 400 military bases around the world. Um, and so guess what? A lot of the folks listening are indeed active duty service professionals and servicemen and women. So to to all of you on this Memorial Day weekend, we salute you and we sincerely appreciate your service uh, to our country. We do. And um, I'm, you know, that's, it's a huge honor to have um, that you chose for Julie and I to be in your lives on a regular basis as podcast listeners. And the other thing that we also uh, had uh, spent some time trying to figure out, though this was much more opaque, is... um, where the book was being, Harris Rules, it's a bestseller, right? It's, it's available on every every major bookseller, uh, Amazon, you know, obviously Barnes & Noble everywhere. It's available, you know, it's, it's available at Walmart, for gosh sakes. It's just everywhere. So the book is also something that's fascinating to watch to see where people are purchasing that. And also, guess what? It follows the same trend. So we're being, this podcast gets listened to in 61 different countries um, from, you know, all, obviously all around the world. It's, it's, it's extraordinary. I, I mean, I even stumble trying to sell it because I say it because it. it's, uh, it's such a weird thing to have had this podcast and our book become so famous. And we appreciate you guys appreciating us and uh, our work because that is truly what our mission is, is to make your pathway forward a little bit easier and elegant and more succinct. And uh, I think you guys appreciate our no BS style and how we deliver the information. So to all of you, uh, happy Memorial Day. And we're not going to be doing the podcast on Monday, by the way. But for all of you who are going to be drilled down for this weekend and being of service to your clients, we've got something very powerful that we've, we're going to start this series. It's probably going to be a three or four part series. It's going to be 16 ways to create your own real estate inventory. And uh, this is something that I really want you guys to drill down on. It's going to require some of you to learn some new skills to find inventory that stuff that's actually for sale. Because here's the real unfortunate or fortunate truth, depending on what end of this um, reality you're on. If you're just beholden to the MLS and just looking to see what's publicly available, chances are you're going to have a very hard time finding homes for your buyers. But if you're one of our uh, frankly, one of our coaching clients or more of an advanced agent, you know the MLS is a place you go. It's certainly not the place you go. Especially now. So we're going to give you just a couple of little mindset uh, hints to get you going, and then we're going to drill down on where else other than the MLS. Of course, you're going to use the MLS as a tool, but there's a lot of other places to find inventory. So uh, the first mindset thing is realize that it's not actually the buyer's job to find a property to buy. It's your job. Don't wait for the buyer to email you what they want. Take the initiative and look daily for homes that meet the buyer's needs. I'm not talking about just email drips through your MLS. 
Remember to communicate with the buyer once you're actively looking on their behalf, let them know what you're doing, okay? So why do buyers go directly to listing agents? Why do buyers go direct to for sale by owners? Why do buyers go directly to new build reps? It's an act of desperation because their agent isn't taking it as their job themselves. And then what do agents do? They get mad about that. So that's a very interesting, really it's a mindset point because what a lot of agents will think is they're, you know, I lost my buyer because the buyer went directly with, the, the buyer went in, Went in without me. Called the for sale by owner without me. Behind my back. Okay, but to Julie's point, it's not the buyer didn't do anything wrong. You did something wrong by not introducing the inventory to that buyer. Now, I'm going to take a sidestep here. One of the things you get as part of our coaching program is you get an actual buyer's presentation. Just like if you were going on a listing, you need to have an actual sales presentation that's explained to the seller why they're going to want to list the house with you. And that's uh, before you even do that, you have to send them a pre-listing pack. Well, we em- we copied this, the system that we created for the seller side, for the buyer side. So if you're sitting down with a buyer for the first time, you're going to give them a presentation, explain to them that you do work with new construction, you do work on all these... Um, you know, you do, we'll go after the for sale by owners. You'll call them and you'll call the old expired. You'll do all these things for them to help them find a house. You need to explain to them what you're going to be doing and not just assume that they know what you're going to be doing. Because if they can find what you find by simply turning on realtor.com or Zillow, you are of very limited use other than opening a door. And as commissions on the buyer side of the transaction become more in flux, some of you in some markets are actually going to have to sell to that buyer why you're worth paying whatever the commission is. Because in some cases, and we've been warning this you guys about happening. this, right? We've been warning you guys about this for years in this really overheated, you know, still to get hotter seller's market. One of the things that's the first thing to go is the buyer agent commission. And buyer agents, some of these markets, there might be a 2.5% co-op in the MLS, but they know the only way that they're going to be able to offer some sort of added inducement incentive to that seller is if they voluntarily reduce their buyer agent commission as the offer is being submitted. So we're hearing from across the country from our listing agents that the buyer's agents are submitting offers where maybe it's a $350,000 house and the commission would normally be $10,000. The buyer agent is saying, you can just uh, pay me fifteen hundred bucks if you accept my uh, my buyer's offer. Okay, this is what happens when basically you're in a crazy ass market like this. But this is also what happens when you have a lot of people, buyer agents that are not being professional in the way they're going about representing what the services they offer to that buyer. And this goes back to the importance of having a buyer's agent's pre- uh, presentation, which by the way, the end product when you're on a listing, after you give your listing presentation is to get the contract you signed. You your buyer presentation. No, oh, I'll pivot back okay, to that. Gotcha. When you go on a listing presentation, your point of getting a listing pre- going on the listing presentation is to walk out with the listing contract sign. When you are presenting to a buyer, your point is, your goal is to get the agency form signed, but also get the buyer agency form signed. The buyer agency form, if you don't have a buyer agency form on your buyers in this market, I don't, that's not professional. I mean, it just doesn't. I mean, why is it that they'll work with buyers without having doing a presentation, but nobody would do that with a seller. Because right? most agents with, who lack sales skills gravitate towards buyers right. because it's easier and because they don't want to actually have to formalize their uh, you know, their business practices to the That's point right. where they're going to have to learn a presentation, learn scripts and objection handlers, where they're going to, because they ultimately don't know how to express, they don't know how to sell their value to that particular buyer. Because they don't have a presentation now. Because they don't, truthfully, there's no unique, they have no unique selling propositions. No, that's true. And to your earlier point, and I hope that this didn't fly past you guys. We're presenting a lot today, and this is going to be a multi-part series. So one of the things that you said is you have to show them through your presentation what makes you different in terms of finding something that meets their needs 
which is different than what they can do on their own, okay? Just talking about all of your online resources, they're going, well, heck, I can do that myself, right? So you've got to have these other things, which we're going to present to you in a minute. Now, second point, some of you guys have tried to get buyer representation agreements signed, but the buyer shoots you down. Okay, why? why? Because the definition of a close is the logical ending to a great presentation. You try to close somebody and you haven't presented Jack to them, of course they're going to reject you. They exactly. don't know what they're trying. Why would I sign? You haven't sold them on why they should actually obligate themselves to you. And this is, goes back to lack of... Would you sign something like that? Hell no, you wouldn't. No. I mean, you imagine going out and looking at, you know, you want to go buy a Ford F-150 today. You walk on a lot. And before the guy even shows you a single car or gal, they're going to say, well, you have to sign this contract saying that I, you're going to buy it from me. Well, if you buy a Ford F-150 in the next 180 days, you're going to buy it from me. And if you don't, if you end up buying something without me because you signed this contract, you have to pay me my commission. Hell no, you wouldn't, right? Not. And yet agents think that somehow miraculously they're going to get um, you know, buyers to sign contracts obligating themselves, uh, you know, the buyer to that buyer's agent for 180 days or whatever. Not going to happen. You have to sell to them through a presentation, explaining to them what you do, how you're going to do it. And then through the presentation, they're then going to say, well, you know what? Bob offers me a hell of a lot of value. I'm going to sign up with Bob. And maybe they talked to 10 of their buyer's agents, but none of those buyer's agents had a professional business approach, which automatically, just by the very fact that you had a professional business approach, puts you on a higher plane than the uh, other agents that you're competing against. And don't mince words. The word is competition. You're competing. Especially now. Yeah. And, and sometimes by, against the buyer themselves. And we do have, obviously, a buyer's agent's presentation, which is part of our premier coaching program, which is already done for you. And comes with buyer mastery coaching to show you how to use it. Right. We're not just giving you a bunch of pages. We're telling you what to say, how to say it, and the order in which it's supposed to be said. And that's a definitely a rising of the tides for many of you. Tim, I don't want to ask buyers to sign buyer agency contracts. They won't work with me. The ones who would not be loyal in the first place, the ones who are not serious, will not sign buyer agency contracts. You're correct. So you might go from thinking you have, I have 10 buyers to having two buyers, but guess what? Those two buyers are the ones that are going to transact. The others were the ones that were basically going to waste all your nights and weekends and ruin the rest of your summer, summer evenings where you could have been playing, you know, t-ball or whatever. You guys get the point? Take yourself seriously, value your time and the rest of the world will as well. So how can they get involved in that buyer agency uh, presentation. That's Julie's attempt to team me up to give a, <laughs> yes. So all they have got to do, all they've got to do, <laughs> just text 2021 to 47372. And we're going to text you back our fill in the blank business plan. You're also going to be introduced uh, to have an option of having a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. Or you can just go over to timandjulieharris.com. Tim and Julie Harris uh, in the and is spelled out.com and click on our programs and check out the coaching program. The coaching program that all of you guys want to start with is definitely the premier coaching program with premier coaching you get a daily daily um you know semi-private coaching call um and you also get all the content everything we talked about the pre-listing pack the scripts where julie and i are not selling just a bunch of content we're selling a system we're selling a complete real estate system those of you who have read our best-selling book harris rules joining the coaching program is the next natural progression to the book because the book essentially though it is fantastic it is your roadmap you're still going to want the granular how to specific action items i mean we couldn't just fill the uh, the book was already almost what 240 pages mm -hmm. so and we put as much in it as the publisher would let us 
We really did. And But the next natural step is to consider the coaching program. Go over to timandjulieharris.com and check out Premier Coaching. Or if you just want to download the real estate treasure map, which is your fill-in-the-blank business plan, just text 2021 to 47372. Text 2021 to 47372. Okay, perfect. So let's pivot now that you know you need a buyer presentation if you expect to close and get a buyer signature on the buyer representation agreement. It just makes sense. And when you do that, it is a logical close, not just for you, but also for your prospect. So let's pivot here. The next point is to recognize that not all homes are sold through the MLS or the multiple listing service. Many homes are being sold intra-office, inter-office, and or in other ways. In this market, the listing agent has the power. All of our listing agents listening know that this is true. Don't be surprised when the listing agents attempt to pre-market their listings. And yes, we know technically they're not allowed to, but you know they are, especially on social media, in an effort to double end the sale. Your mission is to romance all the listing agents so they will share their pre-listings or if they are REO, which is unusual right now, but we've had a few of those. So let's talk about listing agents for a second before you talk about anything, especially this stuff here. Okay, so when you're talking about uh, listing agents, if you're not, if you're a new agent, the smartest thing you can do is kiss as much listing agent butt as you possibly can. Okay, how <laughs> about true. that for no BS? Because there, it, look in the MLS, find out who the dominant listing agents are. It's almost always the same in any one market. You're going to find there's typically three dominant listing agents. Get to know them. Because here's what I know about listing agents. Because Julie and I coach and train listing agents to be listing agents. A lot of the listing agents want nothing to do with buyers. They don't. Matter of fact, a lot of a lot of listing agents don't have any real impetus to sell their own buy, sell their own houses to their buyers. But what they do do, and this is what we coach our buyers, our, our, we do coach our listing agents to do this. We do not coach them to form teams and add buyer agents. We coach them to actually refer their buyer leads out to independent agents like you. So if you befriend the local uh, listing agents, do not be surprised at all if they offer to send you referrals or ask them for referrals, pay them a 25% referral fee and start working with their buyers. And they will send you those buyer leads. You don't have to be part of Regularly, by the way, you do a good job. It's a nice lead flow. Right, you do not have to be part of their team or any Mickey Mouse like that. So there's an advantage to you. But really what you're trying to do is those listing agents, agents that have been, not necessarily been in the business a long time, but are organized to go after sellers. Again, that's what we coach prominently at our coaching companies, how to be a listing agent. When you call them up, they're going to have a pipeline of sellers of leads that are coming up. When Julie and I or any of our you know 13 coaches are having coaching calls with one of their listing agent, you know, dominant listing agent agents, they're always asking them, okay, what do you have? How many active listings do you have? How many active listings will you, you know, what are what's in your pipeline? What's coming up in the next 60, 90 days? And good listing agents are always going to have, you know, dozens sometimes of sellers that they're talking to that are in one, you know, essentially coming closer to the end zone as far as putting the house for sale. Yeah, they usually have about the same coming in as they have actively yep. listed, right? That's so what if we I've got eight do. active listings and I, I ask that client, how many do you have coming up? They'll say, well, I have lots to be, let's figure it out. Between six and eight coming in the next 90 days or less. All really good listing agents have that going on all the time and they're just cycling through that inventory. You don't see that because it's not in the MLS, back to our original point not just the MLS. 
And so when you're trying to build that relationship, what you would say is, I would like to be a referral agent for you for your buyer overflow. And so here's the real takeaway. By the time it hits the MLS, that if you're only looking in the MLS, you've already failed because in some markets you're competing against dozens of other buyers and that's not going to change. So when I see these, actually some of them are hilarious memes that are on different social network things <laughs> of people talking about how to get, do, did you see the guy on Facebook who was talking to, an, uh, talking to himself about uh, buying an Apple? No. Did you say, no. oh my gosh, it was hilarious. But when you see agents that are putting these videos up of basically how hard it is to get a house in contract, I mean, I never comment, but I always think the same thing. You're doing it all wrong. A, you're spending time uh, and money making a funny video where you should be out prospecting. True. Number two, though I appreciate the funny video. Number two is that you should be working the listing agents and befriending them and finding out how, you know, what do they have coming up? They will tell you. No, the buyer, the listing agents won't. They are going to keep all of it themselves so they can double end it. I and Julie know that that is not, that's not true. Matter of fact, most of our most successful listing agents, we have to beg them to call buyers back, let alone try to sell their own houses. That's true. It is true. They just don't want, it's, it's more hassle for them. They're yeah, they, they, because they don't have to do anything to sell houses. They just focus on listing more houses right. and let the market sell the house for them. It's lather, rinse, repeat. And especially if you can uh, create a reputation for yourself that you write nice, clean contracts, that you talk to listing agents before you put it in contract, you give them what they want. And you don't have a bunch of Mickey Mouse, you know, laced into your contract. You get that reputation. And then the next time you deal with that listing agent, they're going to say, you know what? I did a deal with that person two months ago. They did a good job. But number one thing is don't be a jerk. I mean, yeah. that's the number one thing. If you're friends with them and they like you and they have some level of respect for you, even if you've never transacted with them, but at least they don't see your name and shudder. That's, yeah. that's step one. Step, nice. step two is, as Julie just said, you've got to write really clean offers, which if you're a new agent, you have no idea how to do that. You're going to write a garbage offer, basically, just using the MLS forms. What the listing agents now demand is not just what you've been taught. It's more than a pre-approval letter. It's more than all this other stuff. You have to go so far above and beyond to have a listing agent even take you seriously. They're going to, When you submit an offer, if you're competing with a bunch of other offers, they're going to look for the one that isn't always the highest price. That's where some of you make the mistake, but has the least likelihood of failing. That's what the seller is going to look for, and that's what they're going to look for. But you guys don't know how to write offers like that. You need to learn. And one of the, you know, we always uh, coach you guys, and I know this doesn't always work, but you can, if you, like, if a house comes for sale and you call up the listing agent and you're trying to romance them to find out what it is important to their seller, and they're going to. Bless you. Sneezing. That snuck up on you. Bless you again. Yep. Proof there, that they, it's live. And proof we don't edit. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and you're calling them when the house is for sale. They're going to say, get in line, buddy. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're going to say, you know what? I'm get, Submit all your offers tomorrow by five o'clock. By the way, I'm expecting, I'm expecting, you know, this thing to sell for 30% over asking price, right? In other words, you've already lost the game. But if you'd gotten to know that uh, listing agent prior and they liked you, respected you, you kissed the butt in the right way, the whole thing, let's call it what it is. And then you're in that situation again, they're probably going to give you the leg up and telling you what's important to the seller. Again, do not assume that price is the most important thing to the seller. Almost always the most important thing to the seller is convenience. That's yes. it. It's ease. Okay, it's so it's hassle-free. Yes, price absolutely is not always the most important thing. The second mistake along those lines, sellers do not all value a quick close. Nope. Some of them want a longer close. And if you think, you know, oh, our offer is great because we can close in two weeks. Well, maybe that's not what the seller wanted. 
maybe that makes you a crappy offer. It, it you, in this market it usually does because yep. if unless they have a place to go. Exactly. And now look, it's it's almost June, and a lot mm-hmm. of people take vacations, especially more fluent people yep. will take vacations in August before mm-hmm. kids go back to school. Mm-hmm. So if you know, you guys got to think about what it is that the. Don't just write this offer thinking you know what the hell you're doing. Ask the listing agent uh, what it is that's important to that seller. And I guarantee you, they're always going to start with, well, the highest price, obviously. But really, ultimately, when that seller's looking at the offer, they're thinking about Johnny and Susie's going back to school date. They're thinking about going to the lake and being at their log cabin. And, you know, they don't want to have to hassle with packing boxes. They're thinking about what's convenient to them followed by money. Everybody says money, but really when the rubber meets the road, it's convenience and whatever provides them the least amount of stress. Look no further for that uh, validation of what I said being true than the very fact that iBuyer companies exist. All iBuyer companies are doing is offering people more convenience and they're paying for it, right? Zillow Homes and all these other... Some of our coaching clients are doing this because they've paid attention one of our coaching clients did this very deal last week. Uh, you know, had a convenience offer. Didn't think it would get accepted because it was about forty thousand lower than probably market value. Seller said, "Well, yes, if you can take care of that for me and you know help me pack all of this stuff up. I've lived in the house for fifty years." He said, "You know what? Why don't you take out the things that are most important to you? And if you don't care about it, you can leave your stuff behind, and I'll take care of it for you." Yeah. And she said, "You do that for me." I'll take it. And see, this is what we're saying is especially true because most sellers are awash with equity. Yes. I just read a report about that. I think on average right now, it's 38% of equity after all uh, closing costs. So most people have roughly 40% net proceeds after selling their property, which is way higher than when Julie and I sold real estate, most sellers after being in the house for three or four years, and this is back in a different era where there wasn't a bunch of house, uh, uh, you know, we'll call it appreciation for the sake of conversation, sure. they would get out maybe after four years and break even with what they had in the house. So Yeah, or they'd be upside down by, strangely, the amount of commission and closing exactly. costs, right? So, but different times, different uh, measures, right? So the, part, yeah. the point of this podcast is telling you guys where to find hidden inventory. But there's no point in us telling you where to find the hidden inventory if you actually do not know how to pr- conduct yourself professionally in the marketplace and get your offers accepted in the yeah. first place. So now we're going to break into telling you probably just the first two points sure. of where you're going to find hidden inventory. So write these points down and we're going to give you lots of drill down details. So make sure you guys are staying focused. Yes. And before we do that first one, which is probably my favorite one, if you guys are thinking, well, okay, now I recognize I don't write very good contracts. Maybe that's why I'm losing. Take a contracts class at your MLS and get a sample from your broker based on what wins. Okay. I don't don't think actually that's even valid nowadays because a contracts price, yes, you obviously knew. Just for accuracy, then you have to go beyond. Most of it's fill in the blank. It's almost impossible to screw up a contract nowadays. Really what you, and that's not necessarily making you more competitive. It's just making you more accurate. What you need to do to know what's competitive is you need to actually, Julie just said it, look to see what offers are coming in on other listings where the sellers are accepting the offers depending on your market and the price range i'll I'll tell you this i mean we need to get to the first point but one of the phenomena that we're seeing in all the higher end markets where we have coaching clients is people are uh, coming up with all cash offers and then they're who knows what afterwards they're probably refinancing their cash offers after they close Mm -hmm. but that's what they're doing because and if there's a seller that if if a seller uh receives a cash offer versus a finance offer They'll actually make the finance offer pay more than the cash offer. So you got to be aware of all these market trends. And if you're new Very in the market, market if you're and if you're not sophisticated, yeah. you're not going to win. And then what's going to happen? Like a friend of ours, actually, um, Eli. Mm-hmm. He messaged me through uh, Facebook and he is moved, him and his family are moving back to Washington State mm-hmm. from Puerto Rico. And he was saying, I've got this agent 
and we keep on making offers on things. We keep on getting outbid and I'm not knowing what to do. And I like said, is she doing this? Is she doing this? And mm-hmm. no, 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 no. That's well, right. you're working with someone who's basically not skilled enough to essentially get an offer accepted in a market like this. Now, am I going to try to refer him to another agent? No, I'm going to find out who his other agent is and his current agent is, and I'm going to message her and I'm going to tell her, I'm going to coach her and how to get our friends a house, a, a deal accepted on their house. That's what my plan is to do with that agent. Yes. And so a lot of this is agent assignment that they know how to get that done. One of the, my favorite things about our Facebook Live that we do for our premier coaching clients is almost every session we ask somebody to share a story where you were the winning bid. What did it take? Where do you live and what are common practices and why did you win versus the other nine offers? And that's been really helpful education-wise because sometimes you can borrow a strategy from another market, apply it to your market, and win. And guys, go back and listen to the series that Julie and I did on why there's not going to be a housing bust because some of you are, you know, frankly screwed up in your heads and you're holding yourselves back to the belief that I don't want to sell somebody a house because the prices are not reflect, you know, the asking price, let alone the selling price, there's no comps for it. You got to forget that. Just let that go. Okay, because you're not pricing to what's sold, you're pricing to what's going to sell. This market, when it's rapidly moving like this, the price floors are getting reset constantly every single day. You got to have this visual. You're at an auction, right? It's something, you know, I don't, <laughs> you, a beautiful car comes up that you want to bid. And you look in five different pricing books, and they said the last time that car sold, it sold for 50 grand. It sold at this auction, this auction, this auction, this auction. But during the auction in which you're sitting there, you watch that $50,000 price get eclipsed, and now it's 53000 55000 60000 65000 You really wanted that car, and you said, look at those dumb fools. They're paying too much for that car. Mm-hmm. Guess what happens? The next auction, the new price floor for this, a similar car that comes up for sale is what the sale price was at the start point for the that new car and it's now they're comparable right and now so that's what hap, that's what's happening in this marketplace mm-hmm. people are paying for where the market is going not for what the market was and we told you guys the other day that the average home in the united states from march of 2001 what? what? <laughs> to March of 2020 <laughs> to March of 2021 has impreci- appreciated or inflated by? Uh, 12% on average. But it, it works out to be about 30 to 35,000 on a $350,000 house on average. And there's been reports as high as 20 in some markets. So guys, I want you to know. So you got there's that more. you got that slightly wrong. And okay. between January and the end of March, supposedly, mm-hmm. houses have increased by 10%. Yes. But what this other report was saying is basically what we're saying. Yeah. Moral of the story is real estate is rapidly inflating, appreciating. And you're going to see houses in some markets that are going to go up by a staggering, you know, double digits. I don't even want to say the numbers because it just feels, it feels like Looney Tunes to even say it out loud, but that's what's happening. And your buyers are actually smart now to quote unquote overpay if they can lock in a 3% uh, mortgage Mm -hmm. because if real estate is appreciating, inflating by 10 or 12 or 15% per year and their total, their, the inflation, the added increased cost of that house is going to more than cover the cost of owning that house. We're telling you guys that every single day on the podcast because you need to move past whatever you think you know about the market because you don't and I don't. We're in this new era of uh, inflation. It's going to last years. And so you've got to be understanding that your job is to get the person a house, not to be their financial advisor, not to be their home inspector, not to be their spiritual guru. (laughs) None of that crap. Get them the house. Get them the house. 
That's your job. So st- some of you are tripping up on that. I read your emails and you got to move past that. You got to realize your job is to get them in the house. That's the bottom line. Exactly. So you must look in places other than the MLS. My favorite one is new construction. Point, number, point one. number one. New construction is only sometimes listed in the MLS. That's very sporadic. There's a little bit here and there. It depends on your MLS and whether your builders put it in or not. I'm seeing less of it in the MLS because builders don't have to right now. So find out what's being built by looking in your local weekend newspaper, by driving around, by using newhomesource.com. Visit all the models. Know who's building what where and start a file called new construction. Know the inventory. Know the price range, the area, the spec homes, the builder perks, special financing. Let's make this actionable. Yes. So here's a homework assignment for all of you guys. And again, listen to what Julie just said. Most of the new construction is not going to be advertised for sale anywhere because the builders do not have to, and they will not. So what you're going to have to do is you're going to have to go to the BIA. Um, and That's the, uh, what is it, building something, something? Industry Association. Yeah, something like that. Go to your local BIA. Go to, and if you're in a smaller community, go to the city town count, the town hall and look to see where people have been pulling build permits. You can find all this information to find out what's going. Where are Where is a big parcel of land all of a sudden getting subdivided into small parcels? Mm-hmm. You know, 100 acres all of a sudden is getting uh, subdivided into third acres. You can pretty much guess that some builder that's about to basically start building. You need to actually get off your butts, get away from your screens. Shut the MOS down. Understand that right now, unfortunately, the MOS is the last resort and you need to actually start going out and meeting people, talking to people. The new build reps are oftentimes the best. I'll give you guys another little advanced tip here. Go to the job boards. Go to Indeed. Go to, you know, all these places where people post for hires, right? Or, one, you know, people that they're wanting to hire. And look to go as if you are a person wanting to be a new build rep and mm-hmm. find out which new builders yeah. are hiring new build reps in your marketplace. Because what they do, because Julie and I've worked with these guys before. Mm-hmm. We've worked with them acquiring land. We've worked with them on the subdividing of the land. We've worked with them the whole sale, uh, sales uh, process. And what happens is, is typically they will buy the subdivided land from a developer. But then when you start seeing the local job boards running ads for Dr. Horton looking for new sales associate to work in this particular mm-hmm. community, aha, Dr. Horton's coming to my town. And that's how they do it. Or and they're they, doing a new phase. You right. know, they've already got the land. They're getting ready. They're going to build the models. Now they need salespeople. So go around and actually to the existing sites and meet the build reps. Some of the build reps don't even have stationary offices anymore because they don't need them. So you're going to have to find out who the build rep is and get to be friends with them, which, by the way, is another great source for you for listings because the new build rep is going to oftentimes have people that want to build but has have houses to sell first. That was a great source of business for us. So make sure you're going and asking those new build reps for their listing referrals. Oftentimes, the build reps are not allowed to list properties. They're not allowed to do any transactions outside of working with the builder. Sometimes they don't even have real estate licenses. So they're not your competition, but I promise you, they're referring those leads to somebody. Make that somebody you and find out what they've got. Ask about their specs. Learn the language. Volunteer to help them on busy Saturdays. Again, go back into, you know, making people like you mode and walk in there and say, listen, I know you're really busy on Saturday. How would you like a free assistant? Or would you like to take this Memorial Day off? I know that you're probably going to be open. Would you like a free assistant or would you like me to man the model for you? You've got to make it so that people are going to want to do business with you. Again, if MLS is your only source of business, it's no wonder why you're starving. That's right. We have several coaching clients, Tim, that have worked out deals like that with builders. And their question after, you know, that we teach them initially to find out what does happen to those resale referrals. That's a good icebreaker. But they also are asking, what hours of your model homes do you not have covered? 
Yep. And then you volunteer for those. You're, you're not becoming an employee of the builder. You're still an independent contractor, but you're filling in the gaps. Most of the time, those deals that our clients have worked out, they get paid the same as the new build rep, and they get to keep the leads that don't end up building with that builder. So there was a, when Julie and I sold real estate prominently in the, you know, primarily in the 90s, we had a, there was a uh, MI Homes, which a lot of you guys know of. Mm-hmm. There was an MI New Homes rep. I want, I'm, I'm giving Julie a test. Do you remember her name? Emily Ebert. Oh my God. Julie's a freak. <laughs> okay, Emily. And Emily was making millions of dollars per she year. She killed it, man. She killed it. She was an absolute freaking new construction rock yes. star. And it was like Oak Creek's, you know, uh, phase 4022. <laughs> I mean, it was going on forever and ever and ever. Probably Oak, still is. <laughs> I'm sure. If you're, if you're in central Ohio, I mean, you probably have to drive miles not to run into an Oak Creek extension, exactly. right? Exactly. Well, anyway, so Emily would refer almost all of her resale business to, do you remember who? I don't remember. Delina. Oh, that's right. Delina Siamako. And Delina <laughs> and Delina was another fantastic agent, still yes. is, in Westerville, Ohio. So Delina would get a lot of Emily Bear's listing referrals. And I mean, we we discovered all this because we were new in business and we were thinking about building a house, actually. And we were talking to her and she said, I sent them all to Delina. And Delina does a great job getting them sold. So Delina was selling probably hundreds of houses per year right from those referrals from Emily. Yeah. And you know, Coach Rochelle has two or three of these deals worked out yeah. where she's got builder deals being referred to her. So this is all good. And in fact, in our Premier Coaching website, we have a whole section of new construction, how to get started. And we literally start with the easiest thing, which is getting the referrals from the new build reps for the resale houses up until step by step, all of the different ways along the path that you can make money with new construction, all the way up to development and things that are more advanced. Yeah. And guys, listen, that is going to be a wrap for today's show. But here's your homework. If you've not, look, I'll just be real overt here. If you're not in our coaching program, what the hell are you waiting for? You know there's nobody else out there like us in the marketplace. You know nobody's saying and doing what we're doing. You guys know that we're not, you know, smoke and mirrors. We're not full of it. We're going to deliver to you exactly what you need, not just to survive in this market, but thrive because of this market. So go over to timandjulieharris.com, look at coaching programs, and seriously consider uh, joining the Premier Coaching Program. Or if you'd like to... uh, Again, you can always download the free books and then we'll follow up with you with a phone call and offer you a free coaching call with one of our new member coaches. And you can just text 2021 to 47372, text 2021 to 47372. And when you do, you're going to get a text back and the text is, and, the, and then you click on it and then you're going to go and download the books and then you'll get a call from somebody on Corey's team and they'll call and set an appointment if, so you can talk to one of our new member coaches. Or if you'd like to skip the line, just go over to timandjulieharris.com and sign up for Premier Coaching. It really is the clearest way forward for all of you. So all of you, I know, are looking for weekend reading. Yes, (laughs) indeed. They're looking for weekend Mm. reading. They're trying to say, oh my gosh, what am I going to fill my weekend with? Uh, Monday, you know, people are taking the day off. Well, by the way, Monday's a killer day to prospect for expired. Everybody will be home. All right. Uh, Monday is, when is June 1st? Obviously, it's Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Right. So Monday is going to be a killer day to hunt for expired. Sunday and Monday, killer days to hunt for expired. get out of your car. Get out of your office. It's okay to be out in the wild now. Right. Go in person. Yes, exactly. And then, I mean, we were told, what, two days ago, we don't have to wear masks in Puerto Rico anymore. I I couldn't believe it. Yeah. It's like, wow, you are not at all what I thought you looked like. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And and sometimes it's for the better and sometimes it's for the worse. I know. How are those eyes with, okay, whatever. I mean, is that it? Yeah. I'm trying to be funny, but I'll. 
I'll cross okay. the line and not be funny. All right. So, yes. Uh, what were we talking about? Um, <laughs> a book. Get yeah. the book, Harris Rules, guys. Go to Amazon. If you don't, I mean, it's going to be delivered to you if you want to buy a paperback. If not, just download the, you know, get the Audible version. Um, and it's 466 five-star reviews. And again, those of you who have left us reviews for the book, those of you who have left uh, great reviews for our podcast on iTunes, we do read them. We are sincerely appreciative. Um, you know, sincerely, guys, we love it. So please, it, whenever Julie and I are feeling a little bit blue, <laughs> we just open uh, iTunes or we open um, Amazon and we read reviews and it instantly makes us feel better. Or sometimes if Zoe's been bad, we'll make her read the reviews to us from Amazon. <laughs> a version of the gratitude journal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's right. That Zoe. way it'll make her appreciate the fact that other appreciate, people appreciate mama and dad and she might want to do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. In the meantime, if you guys want to talk with me about joining EXP, feel free to text me directly at 5 512-758-0206. So your two assignments are get on the phone, knock on the door, go after some expires. We teach you how to do that in our coaching program. Number two, get the book Harris Rules. Download it, read it, consume it, and then please move forward and become a coaching client of ours. Let's attack this market together. You guys have a fantastic day. Happy Memorial Day. And to all of our vets uh, all around the world, thank you for the service to our country. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.